kind of a different situation to have uh, another wife involved, right? Even though it's been difficult growing our family, there's a new woman in our life. We need Bert to be 100% on board. Are we going to have to slow down because she's not here? I'm going to go on a date with someone new. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Seeking Sister Wife edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife wife. It's the one <laughs> and only Teresa. The one and the only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Emphasis on the one. And the only. <laughs> That's absolutely true. What's up, guys? We're doing it. Seeking Sister Wife episode two. If you guys, for some reason, skipped over episode one because you guys are wild like that and you said, Go let me back. Just, you're saying, let me <laughs> jump into the middle of this thing. We'll catch you up real quick. We are recording these in advance. We're getting them in the can, as Teresa likes to say. We are talking to you from the past. Cans. From the past. Yes, because Cans. we are traveling in Europe, <laughs> we wanted to pre-record a couple episodes, give you guys something to listen to in case we couldn't get our normal episodes out on time. But hopefully that hasn't been a problem. We don't know yet because, again, we're living in the past. But... We are doing three Seeking Sister Wife episodes on the free feed. This is number two of three. The mm-hmm. first one dropped last week. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. This is number two. You'll get number three next week. And then the big news that we announced last week after the third Seeking Sister Wife episode. Teresa, tell them what. Guys, they'll have to we do. are going to join the world of Patreon. Yes. Because... As I said it last time, we put a lot of time and effort into all these podcasts, the research, the setting up, everything, the editing, even though we don't edit a lot, (laughs) we probably should. We put a lot of time and effort into this. And after talking to some of our podcasters, friends, we decided that it's time for us to do this next step, this next natural step for a growing podcast. And so we are going to be on Patreon. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to do it, what's going to be there. But one of the ideas is to definitely have a video component, maybe some bonus episodes, maybe some discounts on our merch. Who knows? Who knows? We will keep you posted about all of that and the best way for you guys to stay up to date is to follow us on social media. Yeah, follow us on the Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. That's where we'll update you on everything. The one thing, everything. The one thing for sure is that the Seeking Sister Wife. Those episodes after episode three will go up on the Patreon. There'll be an audio component. We think there'll be a video component, but. We'll tell you all of that as we iron out the details and we'll tell you it on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. So follow Absolutely. us there. Also make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. You just look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as an Airbnb that the Merrifield family stayed in. Pretty, 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 pretty hard. I love pretty a good hard. back I love a good backyard. Right? Give me a good give right? me a, I don't need much. I need a decent home with a nice outdoor space. I can have a cocktail, maybe light up a cigar. I don't know. Entertain my wives. For me, when it comes to Airbnbs, it has to be fucking clean. Oh, well, that's... It has to be basically a hotel. And I think a lot of people who run Airbnbs 
run them as a ho- as hotels. Of course. It's so, a business now. Yeah, so that's the one must for me. But, but this, yeah, a nice backyard, time, definitely yeah. a plus. Yeah, so smash it like it's as hot as that backyard. Smash it like it's smash it like Garrick is gonna smash his wives. Is he? I'm sure. Well is he? We'll find Let's out. Let's see. Let's see. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the reviews. So send them in. You can rate on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple. So please do if you haven't. It means the world to us. Absolutely. All right. Look at us just breezing through that housekeeping because we got to talk about Seeking Sister Wife Teresa. We are obsessed with this show now and we have a lot of thoughts on it. We're deep in. Deep in. (laughs) We are very deep. Seeking Sister Wife Season 4, Episode 2. Let's start with the one that I mentioned very recently. The Merrifield family, Danielle and Garrick. Yes, they are normally, they are by way of Colorado, but now they're out in California. I think they said they drove to California. That would make sense. It's not terribly far. It's pretty far. I didn't do the Google Maps, but it's... It would be about a day or two for sure. You gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta put in the mileage if you're seeking a sister wife. You can also jump on the plane, but... Sure. This is just easier. So, okay. They might pick up another sister wife along the way. I was slightly... Get in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I was slightly confused. So they said, okay, they are trying to, I don't want to say recruit. That's the wrong word, but pursue. They're pursuing. They're dating. The sister, a potential new sister wife from California, right? They are picking her up at LAX. She flew. From somewhere. You know California is a big state, Well, right? I know, but why don't you just go wherever she is if you're driving from Colorado already? I know. I know. Why did I she thought fly that to, L- to L.A. and they drove to L.A.? Why didn't they at least all fly to L.A.? Like, what, what's, go- what's going on? I don't have the answers, Teresa, but I have the same questions. Right? Yeah. If she was from San Francisco, why not just go to San Fran? Yeah. If she's from, who knows? Right. But so many questions. We don't have the answers. All we know is they are now at this Airbnb. Yes. Right. It's a nice house. It's a nice house. And for some reason, Garrick is wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat now. He probably does not want to get laid. (laughs) This is the test. He's like, let's see how into it Leah really is. And Leah is really hungry again. Very bold. Very hungry. She's like chicken and beer. I'm down, bitches. I just want to say, because it came to me, the cowboy boots kind of reminded me of Ted Mosby. Oh. Pulling them off. Well, Garrett was not. No, someone needed to pull them off. them off. Someone has to pull them off, off of Garrett. I just made that joke before oh. you did. <laughs> Listen, Teresa, please. Um, so I, I wish Garrett... Wanted to go change. He doesn't. Leah wants to go change, which leaves Danielle and Garrick alone to talk. Mm-hmm. They have some. They have some talking to do because Danielle is a little nervous about calling Roberto. I don't yeah. know if we said they they want to Facetime Roberto now that the three of them are together. Yes, right. but uh, Danielle is a little so- savage. I think she knows exactly that Roberta hates this whole thing. Oh yeah. She's, but think about it. Cause I was trying to put myself in, 
in Garrick's cowboy boots. No, I was trying to put myself in <laughs> their shoes. And even if it was just your three friends hanging out in L.A. together and you were in another state or another country, you would feel left out. I feel like, OK, I'm going through this right now for several reasons. So, uh, again, guys, we're talking to you from the past, right? I am still home with COVID, right? It's the time that one of my best friends has her bachelorette party in Czech that I couldn't attend. It's also a time one of my American best friends having her baby shower I couldn't attend. And I feel left out and home, left out out of two events I wanted to go to. Yeah, and you're so not trying I, to bang. I, I feel that. I you're feel not trying that. to bang any of them. No, but still, feeling left out, it's a sad feeling. Yeah. So... Roberta, I think that is what she is feeling. But Danielle says, well, we'll call her and we'll all chat. And Leah comes back in and they do. They FaceTime Roberta. And Leah, as we said before, she's very positive. Mm-hmm. She's got good energy, good vibes. And, and she's forward and says, nice to meet you, Roberta. Yes. But she also told us prior to this call that she tried talking to Roberta, just like texting. Roberta apparently never asks her about anything specific, doesn't ask her about her kid. Basically, it seems like she just doesn't want her being part of the relationship. And I think Roberta is selfish when it comes to this whole thing, because as I said on the previous podcast, I think she's there for Garrick. She's not there for Danielle. I agree. And she's... Definitely not there for Leah. No. Right? <laughs> and so this whole thing is just no-no for her. She's playing cool, but she's going to break down in a little bit. Well, Leah says, nice to see you. Roberta doesn't respond. And Garrick's like, well, she said, nice to see you. And Roberta's like, oh. And we learn Roberta doesn't speak fluent English. So as many of the 90 days do, they whip out the phone translator. Right. Ah, the old faithful, that's the worst. The old faithful the worst. translator. And so Danielle's like, we're excited to all get to know each other. And Roberta's like, yeah, yeah. But she's and, crying while yeah, she's saying that. She starts to cry. And I'm not built for a plural relationship, but I don't think a lot of these people are built for plural relationships no. either. And we've hinted at it or straight out and flat out said it. We think Roberta is just here for Garrick. Oh, yeah. And those tears kind of say it all. Mm-hmm. They say, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what's happening here. I just want my man. And her man, he starts crying. Yes. And Danielle reads the room and she just says, oh, Sister Leah, why don't we just <laughs> why don't we just step outside? And I feel like it's almost the fact that she has Leah there empowers her because she's mm. not acting jealous. She's like, I'm just gonna give you a minute, Leah. L- let's go. And I get why she wants Leah or anyone in the relationship to have this support because if there was no Leah, again, she was reading the room. She would need to step away by right. herself, right? And not only does she have this support in Leah, but they leave and now they, they've created this sense of mystery. Now Garrick is sitting mm-hmm. inside going, well, what's happening outside? Yeah, what's happening? What, what am I missing out on? Mm-hmm. So they cry- have a little power. Yeah. He's crying. He's emotional. He's talking one-on-one to Roberta. And here is what I thought. 
I think Garrick is more into Roberta than Leah and Daniel combined because he's like, you're so special, baby. All of her babies should be special, Garrick. Why is she so special? Because she doesn't... She plays the victim. And I feel like... I don't think you're that way. I feel like you wouldn't like if I was being a baby about shit and played victim. I think you like that I can take care of myself and you, right? But I think a lot of guys enjoy when the lady plays the victim and she's this innocent tiny bird that fell out of the nest and the mom took off and I was like, oh, there's a tiny bird I have to take care of. Right, he can swoop in. Yeah, and I think he loves that shit. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I had a... I don't know. I think, again, it's it's a monogamous relationship mixed in to a plural mm-hmm. relationship because, yeah, I think Garrick has his eyes on this new shiny object, which I think has been Roberta and maybe now it will be Leah. Mm-hmm. But Roberta's definitely got her eyes on Garrick. She, she says, oh, you're my king. He doesn't seem to be that into Leah as he seemed to be into Roberta. Let's be honest. Well, because... Didn't Danielle find Leah? Yeah, but also Leah is a self-sufficient woman. Right. She she's, is bold. She, yeah. she is empowered. She's yep. like, dude, I can take care of myself. She doesn't need Gary. That's exactly. a good point. That's a good yes. point. So outside, Leah and Danielle are talking. And Leah, again, she's got a, she's got a good head on her shoulders. I like and, Leah. Yeah, she's like, you know, I feel kind of guilty spending so much time with Garrick and Danielle because I know Roberta doesn't get mm-hmm. to spend that time, right? She's, Leah is built for for a plural relationship. Yes, absolutely. But in the same time, she says, me and Roberta, if this whole thing is going to work, me and Roberta need to iron out our relationship. 100%. Everyone does. Everyone needs to be on good terms mm-hmm. with everyone else. Yes. But I feel like Garrick, and Roberta are crossing some lines because she's like, you're my king. And he said, you're my queen. He doesn't say you're one of my queens. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You are one. If he said you're one of my queens, I would be like, yes, plural. Saying you're my queen. What about Danielle and Leah? No, it's a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Being mixed into a plural. Yeah, Yeah. 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 He should be the king because there is no one else. Right? But he should have been one of the queens. I agree. It's a messy situation. I hope Roberta makes it over. I want to see them all interact. I know. And then Garrick says, he's like, I love your heart. Oh, boy. What the fuck is that? Like, do you love her or you... I think he does love her. You don't say it just yet. So you just say, I love your heart. Like, it's like... When you and I were dating, we loved each other, but we didn't feel like saying it yet. So we were just like, uh, I like you so much. Uh-huh. Looks so silly. Like literally saying I love you without saying it, right? Is that what he's doing? I don't know. I don't uh, know. He's like, I love your heart. I'm like, oh, get it. You complete me. Ew. Ew, ew. <laughs> Anything else with them? No, I think we covered it all. Uh I hope they keep Leah. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. She's yeah, a, totally. a firecracker. Yes. Yeah, all right. All right. New family alert. The Epps family. Taryn, Marcus, and 
India, right? Yes, Orlando, Florida. Yes. Sunshine State. Yes, okay. Taryn is the wife and India is the fiancé. Yes, and they've been living this plural lifestyle for the last two years. Yes. Marcus thinks it's going great. Taryn and India just sit there and smile when he says that. So we'll we'll let you decide how to interpret those smiles. I think they are okay with the relationship as is. I don't think they're too happy about seeking a new sister wife. That's probably the truth. Let's let's talk a little bit about how they all came to be. Because yes. Marcus and Taryn, they met in college. And they didn't just meet in the quad on a sunny Saturday after the football game. No. Marcus was banging another girl. And I don't know, in my mind, I picture Marcus just banging this girl and then looking over onto this girl's desk and seeing a photo of her with another girl. And Marcus Why even like, picturing that? Marcus being like, who's that? <laughs> and he spots Taryn yes. in, in a in a photo of this of this girl he's banging. And he's like, well, that's that's who I want to be banging. So within five months of seeing her photo, he ends up taking Taryn's virginity. Yes. Taryn's flower. Takes Taryn's flower. So then we learn that Marcus is an elected official. In his hometown in Ohio. In Ohio. And so he spends time between states, flies back and forth between Ohio and Florida. And I guess when a man is is traveling this much, maybe he gets lonely. So he starts cheating on Taryn. And he ended up cheating on her with about five to ten women. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Taryn's not going to be too happy about this. And so after 12 years of marriage, Taryn takes their daughter and moves out. So what's a single Marcus to do? He starts hitting the bars downtown where one night he meets India. Yes. So he meets India, 30 years old, gorgeous, right? And as India tells us, She's not that attracted to tall guys, so it works out because Marcus is also on the shorter side. Yes, another another man with Napoleon syndrome, mm-hmm. I would say. Compensating with multiple wives. I guess. So Taryn ends up being gone for a year. This, a little over a year, yeah. This whole time Marcus is with India. And they get engaged. They get engaged. And during this time... Taryn starts to miss Marcus for whatever reason and starts thinking about reconciling the marriage. Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets interesting. Marcus does want to be with Taryn, but he doesn't want to give up India. Yes. And so he introduces the idea of polygamy to Taryn. Yes. And at first Taryn was like, oh, F that for real. I think that was her quote. Mm -hmm. But then she met India and she liked India. Yes. And so she thought maybe this idea of a plural marriage isn't such a bad idea. And India actually felt the same. She first felt like, fuck this. I'm not sharing my man. Yes. But after meeting Terin, she kind of wrapped her mind around this. Yeah. So everyone was on board with it. And we learn... A little bit about the sleeping arrangements. 
They alternate the nights. There are no orgies, according to them. Mm-hmm. Much to Marcus's dismay, I am sure. Because that's the thing. You think about it. A guy, he may want multiple wives and he may want them at separate times on certain nights, but I'm sure once in a while he wants them all at once. Right? Well, we don't know what happens behind those doors. But I would have to imagine if you like them separately, wouldn't they be better together? Uh, Wouldn't that be the strawberry shortcake analogy? I feel like that's up to the wives. It's up to everyone. Everyone Mm. should have equal say here. Yes. But what we know is that there are some kids involved. Oh, yes. So, Taryn and Marcus, they have a nine-year-old daughter, Keelan. Yes, or Kylan. Kylan, right? Yeah, I think so. But Marcus has also, he has a son, Tristan, who's yes. 15, and lives with them, but that's not it. Tristan's best friend, JB, oh, yeah. who's 16, also lives with them. Full house. Shout out Danny Tanner. <laughs> yeah. And, and so Marcus, he's not slowing down. He tells everyone, I'm going to be going on a date with Benny. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's he, getting crowded in here. Very crowded. He knows Benny for the past, you know, 12 to 13 years. Yes. But Benny lives in Charlotte, North, North Carolina. Yes. She's a hairstylist. Has her own salon. She has a five-year-old son. And so, a five-year-old son. Yes. It's getting more crowded by very, the minute here. Very, very crowded. So Marcus is very open. He's telling the kids about it and... They all like fine with it, especially JB. because like, yeah, very cool. As long as I can live here. Yep. Yep. But uh, that's not the only person Marcus is dating. Benny is yeah. one of many. He really wants to make sure he's finding the right sister wife. He's literally doing what he was doing before, dating five to yes. ten women. But now just everyone is aware of what's going yes, on. Absolutely. Like yeah. Now he's allowed. Yeah. Now he's just put a name to it. He hasn't mm-hmm. changed anything. Yes. He's just gotten everyone else to change the way mm-hmm. they feel mm-hmm. about it. Oh, Marcus. Oh, this is going to be interesting. But I I think there's going to be a lot of drama because Taryn and India are okay with the way it is now. They had a hard time. They're fine now. I don't think they would want to add another person into the mix. We'll see. Absolutely. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be back with the Foley family, one of our favorite families. So we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. All right. Have you given any more thought to the sister-wife situation? No. Should have taken a longer (laughs) break. Should have taken a longer break. All right. Let's talk about the Foley family. Eastern Texas we have Brenda and we have Steve. Did you say Eastern Texas? Yeah. Is it Eastern or is it Houston, Texas? No, it's Eastern. Oh. They're not saying the exact location. Oh, because they were talking about a Houston jersey when they were talking about when they all met. So I and thought- they're going to, they say they relocated from Dallas, but they didn't say where. Okay, well then this plays into my whole theory even more then. Is Steve in the CIA or something? Because when he talks about his job, he's like, Broadly speaking, I'm in aerospace sales. Like, why are we speaking broadly? Why are we not telling me what town? I think if he was an agent, he would not be on this ridiculous show. Fair point. Mm -hmm. But everything is a little mysterious with him. Well, maybe his job doesn't want him 
to really say that he works for them. They don't want to be involved yeah. in this show. I don't. I don't know. Broadly speaking, yeah. Wow. Uh, another concerning thing: Brenda calls Steve daddy. Apparently, mm, I did you pick up on that? It, but that's concerning for they're, sure. Yeah, because they're walking up. We see them going up to this house that mm-hmm. they're building, and Brenda's like, "Oh, daddy." I'm like, ah. Well, it's a special house for a polygamous family. Yes. Which means, I guess, an extra bedroom. Uh, I guess there's got a connected bedroom. A, sound, a soundproof bedroom. Maybe. Something specific to plural relationships. But they're checking out this new home and they're talking about April, who is the sister wife that they're courting. Mm-hmm. And Steve and Brenda are on board. They like the idea of April. But. I think Steve likes the idea of April a little more because Brenda isn't sure of if course. she's the right fit. Of course. Yeah, just yet. So that's why they're not going to ask her to move in just yet. They've been dating for three months. <laughs> Things move fast in plural relationships. Very fast. Okay. This was one of my favorite scenes. The date night. Oh my gosh. So it's a new day and Steve, Brenda and April, they're heading to a winery for a date. For April, this is the definition of being in a plural relationship. All of them hanging out, having a good time together. Was this April's 21st birthday party or something? I think it was. Because, yes, she looks young. But also, they all walked in with gift bags. Did you mm-hmm, notice that? Mm-hmm. It's like, what's good? This is definitely April's 21st birthday. Or maybe taking her out Steve to drink. was treating the ladies. Oh, and shopping with them or something? Oh, who knows? That's what I thought. But... Yes, you can tell how young Brenda is because every lady, when you hit certain age, you love wine. No matter what, you just love wine. Yeah. Brenda, when I was 21, I didn't love wine that much. Wait, so you're talking about April, not Brenda. Oh, April, April, yes. Yeah. April doesn't love this wine taste. We can't she, keep them straight. She loves the idea, right? Yeah. She doesn't love the wine. Brenda, however, she loves her wine. Well, Brenda, and I can relate. Brenda needs something stronger, oh, yeah. I think, to get through this scene. So... Steve and Brenda, they're talking to the camera. They're talking about intimacy. And they're like, you know, it doesn't happen until it's a serious relationship. We don't get intimate until things are serious. And the producer goes, have you guys had sex? Oh, yeah. Steve like, banged April. I've been intimate with April and Brenda. If looks could kill, mm-hmm. the, the look Brenda gave was seriously going, we, we should have gone to a tequila distillery or something. Mm-hmm. This wine is not strong enough to deal with this information. Oh, yeah. And like. You can tell that Brenda is drinking a little faster because she's dropping her cheese into her wine. April's loving it. She's laughing, having her best time, almost fell down the chair. This whole date was so uncomfortable. It looked like a mother and a father bringing their daughter out to a winery for the first time. I'm telling you, there's, there's something incestual or familial going on here. And I think if you were the waitress or waitress and you were watching them thinking, oh, look at this cute, cute family just taking their daughter out. Oh, they're going outside to look at the sun. Wait, why is the mom coming (laughs) back inside? Why is the dad kissing the daughter? Why are the dad and daughter making out right now? Because that's exactly what happened. They went outside. The sun was setting down. Brenda was a little cold. And how good is this? Brenda gets cold. Mm -hmm. And so Steve takes his jacket off to give it to her. And this is such a good plural relationship test. Because what if 
both wives are cold. Mm-hmm. There's only one jacket. Just go inside. But who gets the jacket? That's no, such I a, just go inside. But that's such a. But I want to see the sunset. Mm. This is beautiful. I'm cold. No, I'm cold. No, I'm cold. Who gets the jacket? I don't know. That's Probably the Steve test. Should keep it on. That's the test. So, Brenda, she does. She goes inside. April gets the jacket, and no, Brenda had the jacket oh, and went inside. Goes inside. So then it's April and Steve, and it is so awkward. It looks like. Two teenagers on a first date Mm -hmm. just rubbing each other like, oh, I want to kiss, but I don't know how to make the move. And meanwhile, Brenda's inside just chugging her wine. She's like, fuck these glasses. Where's the bottle? (laughs) Can someone give me the bottle? (laughs) Enough of these tasting glasses. Where's the bottle? Oh, my gosh. And Steve says that he loves April. He's in love. He loves April. Not enough to have her move into that home yet. And because also Brenda's a little jealous. And she hopes that Steve won't stop loving her. Ah, here <sighs> comes the jealousy. Yeah, there's a reason Brenda looks older than her age, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not the Texas sun. No. It's the Texas stress. Everything it's is the bigger. Texas ladies. Everything is bigger in Texas. Oh and, yeah. And that stress is getting to her. Absolutely. All right. All right. One of our favorite, if not our favorite, I think the Davis family, Aurora, Colorado, April, Nick, and Jennifer. Yeah, so we pick up where we left off. Nick is on his date with Danielle. Yes. Danielle's and nervous. Can I say this? Danielle looks so much better in her interview. Oh, my gosh. Than her date look. So much better. Her I know. date look with the glitter eyeshadow and the crimpy bangs. It she looks older than she is. In the date look. Yes. She looks cheaper mm-hmm, than she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She looks she looks cute in, in her interview. Yes. When she, gives, she looks cute. Yeah. The date look was so not good. No. But yes, they're they're on their date and she tells the camera, I could see myself committing to this arrangement for the rest of my life. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. And She's nervous because it's the first one on one with Nick, right? But what she says cracks me up because she's giving her interview and she goes, you know, I I did see a different future for myself before. You know, I thought maybe college. (laughs) Roommates. Maybe roommates. (laughs) But sure, why not? Why not join the Davis family? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, she can still go to college because she better go to college because she'll need to contribute to Nick's fun. Unless she just gets homeschooled by Nick. Nick could be her <laughs> professor. So you think April and Jennifer would be taking care of Danielle and Nick? Yes, until until she graduates the school of Nick. And then she can go <laughs> get a job and provide for the family for oh sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's, she's happy. She's liking where they're at. Her only concern is her insecurity. Mm-hmm. She wants to feel like she's secure in the relationship. And... That's why I said on the previous podcast that she has the right attitude because she says her relationship with Nick is equally as important as her relationship with April and Jennifer. And I'm glad she said it because that's true. That's the right attitude to go into this crazy thing with. If you're living in a home with three other people, Mm -hmm. you better be on good terms with all three of those people. For sure. And Nick understands it. He's like, yeah, even for me, it took adjustment. Seeing April and Jennifer take to you the way the way they did, the attention, 
that they gave you. He goes, it's supposed to be on me. And that kind of irked me a little bit. What do you mean? He goes, Nick tells, Nick tells Danielle, oh yeah, like I understand you being unsure about your place and you feeling secure because when I saw the girls give you attention, it made me uncomfortable because that attention is supposed oh. to be on me. Like it's all about him. It's mm. so of course, but it's he's so king. Cra- but it's so crazy how open and, and honest about that. He's not pretending like, oh yeah, we're all equals. He's like, all of your attention is supposed to be on me because he's a thinker. That's all he That's does. All he does. He thinks, but he didn't even wrap over things. But he didn't even wrap this in into some smooth analogy. He just no, came out and said, "He's a thinker. He's a." He's a philosopher in a way. Yeah. (laughs) So the date ends and we learned on the first episode that there's boundaries and Nick can control himself. There are no boundaries. But there are no, well, there's no rules. Oh, no rules. There's no rules, but that's because they think Nick can create boundaries and Mm -hmm. control himself. He ends up inviting Danielle back to the house. And she wants to have sex with Nick. Oh, bad. Oh, yeah. She wants it bad. And Nick tells the camera, I'm taking Danielle back to the bedroom tonight for a little one-on-one time. And Okay, they get home and Jennifer and April are like chatting and drinking wine. They are actually excited about Danielle. And that's where I believe these two actually being excited. Because they said, yeah, it's it's great that they're going to take the bedroom. Me and April are going to stay in the guest room just to give them some time. Like, they don't sound jealous. Ah, they really don't. They don't sound the jealous. the only couple, couple, crazy, big, what's the couple? Thruple? Thruple? Thruple. Yeah. That I believe that they all are into this. I would be curious to know because I don't buy it. I don't think they are okay with it as much as you think they are. I see jealousy in their eyes. But I wonder if they've got a little side action going on that Nick doesn't know about. You think so? Nick's out there dating. He's with Danielle. He's getting burgers and fries. Well, maybe April. Maybe she's sneaking out after work and going out with whoever. Who knows? Because but I believe that so far for me, these guys are all in it. I don't know about Danielle, but the three of them are all equally in it. In terms of no they're jealousy, all, just they all accept the relationship. Even Nick just admitted he got jealous. Nick yeah. was like, when I saw the girls giving you attention, I was like, why aren't they giving me attention? Well, He's even jealous. Yes, Come on. but I don't think the ladies. I think the ladies are cool with it. And what do you think? Where do you think that comes from? Just the fact that they value sisterhood as much as a husband? Or- yes. And also they've been living like this for the past five years. I think if there was any jealousy, and I believe there was, they worked it out. Uh, what do you, What are they getting out of this relationship? Nick. What, <laughs> <laughs> but what is that? Nick, it's Nick. Just entertainment? Just, just, Nick. The, just the entertainment of Nick? Yeah, just, just having Just getting Nick. to hear him talk? And April said it, she's like, not everyone has a Nick in their life. That's for sure. So they have. And they everyone's get got Nick. that 10th place trophy. They get Nick. Because I can understand it for, I can kind of understand it for some other of these families. Oh, they're very successful. I can live in a better house or have a, a friend 
and a sister wife. But for Nick, they're just going to work for him. They admit that their house isn't even big enough for all of them. Living their best life, especially Nick. Nick is living his best life. Yeah. One Nick sister is wife the at king a time. of this whole show. I love Nick. He's the best. He's so entertaining. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. That's it. Short but sweet. Yeah. And we see that Nick really pays attention to them because before he goes off with Danielle, he kisses April and he kisses Jennifer. <laughs> I'm telling you, they all are just like, yes. Yeah. Let's get this going. I'm telling you, though, it's like a tattoo. You get one, you want a second, but you want I, a third. Again, I think the ladies are on board. It's going to multiply. It's going to keep multiplying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to see what's next. I I don't know if Danielle knows what she's getting herself into. I don't think so she's, either. She's we'll so see. young mm-hmm. and unlike Leah. She can't even pronounce it. She can barely say the word. But Leah, you know, she's been in a mm-hmm. polygamous relationship. Her parents were in it. She gets it. She knows yes. what she's getting into. Danielle is so young. She's like, well, for me, it was college... Or the Davis family. So I think the Davis family sounds better. I don't think she knows what she's signing up for. Mm-hmm. I'll be very curious to see if she sticks with this. You think uh, she will? I don't know. But I feel yeah. like her attitude is right. It's the only thing. Her attitude is YOLO. Yes. Do I mean, you YOLO college, a plural relationship? College or this family. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I could have gotten a roommate or I could have got three. <laughs> She's yoloing a plural relationship. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Absolutely. All right. That's it for this episode. That's it. As we said at the top of the show, we have one more Seeking Sister Wife episode, episode three, coming to the free feed. And then it's up to you. If you want to join us on Patreon, we will continue the season over there. Mm-hmm. We're working on getting a video component. So you can choose the audio component. Hopefully, you'll be able to choose the video component. Yes. We're also going to hopefully throw up a bonus mm-hmm. episode of who knows what on Patreon. We got to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to let you guys know on the podcast. We'll also let you guys know on Instagram. So yes. make sure you're following us on Instagram at Mary Reality Pod. Message us there. Let us know what would you guys want on Patreon? What would you like to see? Mm-hmm. Also, make sure you're following the podcast. Okay, wherever you're listening, it's so easy to do. Look down. Smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as an Airbnb backyard. You really love that Airbnb. I do. All right. I thought it was nice. It was, it was, it was, nice. It was a nice Airbnb. So you're smashing it. You're following it. One last thing. If you haven't left a review, please, if you could, it means the world yes, to us. Yes, it sure does. It helps us. It helps us get out there. It lets us know what you guys are thinking. So please, if you haven't left a review, if you could, we really appreciate it. All right. That is it. I've said it all. I've said it all. All right. That means we have both said it all. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.